I'm Lockie. I'm Oliver. And this is The Open Source Show. I'm Lockie Evenson, a PM at Azure. And I'm Oliver Gould, one of the creators of Linkerd. Oliver, why is it now that Rust is hot? Rust has really taken traction over the past few years because it's hit a maturity point. We actually looked at it several years ago, uh, three or four years ago before it hit 1.0, and it was changing so rapidly. Uh, there was no way to build a website in it, for instance. It was all very primitive. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, we have rich ecosystems of production-ready libraries and crates that we can actually start building real applications with. On top of that, we keep seeing big security issues driving more and more security-intensive code into higher-level languages like Rust. So. Who are the type of developers that would naturally gravitate towards a language like Rust? I've seen a lot of systems programmers, a lot of game developers where they care about performance but don't want to necessarily be writing games in C and C++ anymore. Uh, and also a lot of edge and IoT applications. We see embedded being a real motivator for Rust. Do you think the problems folks are trying to solve with things like microservices or application development in the cloud has led folks to Rust? where you need really kind of fine-grained controls and on IoT devices, right. Rust is becoming a really appealing uh, solution. What I'm hearing is kind of Rust gives you a safety net. Tell me what that actually means. What that means is that we put all that cost into the compiler. Okay. And so I, I've been writing a lot of Go recently, and with Go, the compiler doesn't do a whole lot, so it's very fast. But that means when I run the program, I get my get nil pointer exceptions and have runtime errors. Rust changes that and says, we'll make the type system smart enough to find all of those runtime bugs in the compiler. And so I spend a lot more time waiting for my code to compile. But once it compiles, I'm pretty sure it's going to work right. So in Linkerd specifically, the data plane is, is written in Rust. We chose to uh, write the data plane, the proxy, in Rust. So it's very high performance and small and lightweight. But then we chose to write the rest of the application. So that's several web services and uh, CLI and things like that in Go. And we chose that because we thought there'd be a larger library ecosystem, integrations that are already available for Go, and may also a bit easier for folks to just come into and be productive on day zero without having to spend a lot of time learning it. What was it about Rust that led you to make that decision? We chose to use Rust, one, for uh, correctness. Okay. Having a, a very good type system in the language means that I can be pretty sure my code's correct at compile time. Uh, two, we did it for performance. And so we had been in the JVM before, and with that comes lots of memory overhead and a garbage collector that's going to do things whenever it wants. And Rust has none of that. The compiler is the garbage collector. And so we get rid of a huge class of uh, real production issues uh, by moving to, to Rust. I hear speed is, and, and kind of safety. Is there anything else uh, that, that makes Rust really so compelling? And it's community. community. Uh, the the okay. community has been really excellent to work with. That sounds like a great ecosystem. Do you know much about the heritage of Rust? Mozilla has been really the driving uh, factor behind Rust over the past several years. And it's actually being used in Firefox today, and they've moved over big parts of the rendering engine onto, onto Rust. But now some startups like Buoyant are as well. <laughs> okay. So you've, uh, you mentioned you've tried several years ago to implement in Rust, and it wasn't the right time or you had difficulty. What has changed between then and now? Uh, maturity, right? So before, with the ecosystem just wasn't there. If I wanted to build a networked uh, application, it would have been a lot of manual things I'd have to build to do that. 
Fast forward a few years, we took a look back at the ecosystem and we saw Tokyo, which is similar to Netty as an uh, asynchronous networking framework, uh, Hyper, which is a HTTP library that uses that, and Tower, which is a service framework, kind of like Finagle. Seeing all the investments actually going into this, other companies are investing in this, and it seems like the right time to, to be planning for the future there. What are some um, open source projects that I could go look at that are using Rust? So I know uh, Microsoft IoT Edge is actually doing a lot with Rust in the open source. Um, we uh, at Buoyant are doing Linkerd and have a whole bunch of open source libraries around that. I'd like to hone in on your journey with Rust. What was the experience like writing your first app in Rust? Yeah, so I was coming from the Scala Java world. I'd written a bunch of Go as well, and then okay. I, I came to Rust. And it would not bend to my will. I wanted to make Rust work like those other languages I used to. And I tried to write object-oriented programming in Rust. And I, I had a really hard time getting started. Because uh, Rust's programming model pushes you to think about problems differently and changes the way you design your programs to lead to more performance systems. Uh, and so it was actually, it took me about a year to be really proficient in Rust. I think that time's getting better now as the ecosystem gets better. For me, the biggest breakthrough I had was when I, I used to think of programs as kind of execution flowing and thinking about the CPU and what the CPU is doing. And as I moved to Rust, I started thinking a lot more about the memory and how data was laid out in memory and how the execution flowed and ownership of different parts of memory is given to different parts of the application at runtime. And so that's a really profound but subtle difference. And flipping that over took some time for me to break through. What are some um, snippets that you would like to share, the top three things when getting started with Rust that you think are compelling to know? Okay, one, it's not Scala. It's not whatever language you came from. It's its, its own thing, and you're really going to have to take the time to learn it and give yourself the space to be a little frustrated with it and, and work through it. Two, um, it can feel slower because of that. Mm. Uh, the development speed can be a little slower because you spend more time getting the co compiler right and less time finding bugs once it compiles. And so that can be a change in how you're, you value satisfaction in your work. Right? Right. Uh, it was a tough for me at first. Uh, and three, um, again, I would find that support community. Some folks who have done this well, uh, who are doing this, who have code they can share with me that already works. And the more code I've been able to read, the much better I've been at writing. Fantastic. If I wanted to get started with Rust, what would I do? The Rust website, um, rustling.org, is a great place to get involved. Lots of documentation. There's a book there. There's playgrounds you can go start typing code in the browser with and getting started. Uh, they also have a lot of online chat areas where people are super helpful. And so I, I'd find a project that was interesting to me. Uh, I got involved with Hyper in Tokyo, and their communities were both really helpful for me getting from zero to, to moving. <laughs> uh, it's really a good place to get started. Fantastic. So if I wanted to learn more about Linkerd, where would I actually go to do that? Linkerd on GitHub is the best place to go get started. Okay. We have lots of documentation there. There's a proxy repo you can get involved with, and a whole bunch of them there. Fantastic. So thank you for sharing your knowledge. All the links that Oliver's suggested are, will be in the description, or you can go to opensource.microsoft.com for more information. If you loved this episode, give it a like and subscribe to the channel. Thanks for joining us on The Open Source Show.